This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. It's Friday. It's not seven o'clock. It's kind of half seven-ish. And it's normally the preview show, but they've cancelled the game. So there we go. So it's kind of a weird preview show tonight. Um, Actually, the reality is it affords us a wonderful opportunity because, uh, as you know, with the Chelsea Fancast, some of us have day jobs, so we can't just drop a pod because we feel like it in the middle of the working day. So there we go. We're in our usual slot on a Friday. Uh, But we will be talking about the sacking of Tommy Tuchel, and we'll be talking about the appointment of Graham Potter. In fact, that is parts one and two. I've already laid the show out for you. What more do you want, apart from to know who is on the show tonight? Well, of course, Jonathan Kidd is. Hello. Hello, campers. Uh, I thought we were going to discuss your allotment. I thought that was agreed. I think we're going to do that for two and a half hours on Monday. Oh, okay, Good stuff, because I'd like to know all about your uh, your scrumpy chidge again. I think it's getting there, mate. I tested the specific gravity today. It's actually well, I've got it in a demijohn and it looks like cider. It looks beautiful. And Sarah said to me, well, it's either cider or you've pissed in it. Oh, Oh, Sarah. So there, you go. there you go. But it's looking good. So um, I've got to wait. I've got to be patient. I've got to leave it for a month maybe before it's drinkable. Anyway, we'll see. JK, it's really good to see you. And actually, I'm really glad we've got an opportunity to talk about this because it's mahusive, isn't it? It really is. But who have we got on the show with us? Oh, well, we have. I can't believe our luck. This is the third time we've had her on for the last time. Even saying her gives the game away because she's the only... Yeah. The only you can't chick. get rid of me now. No, that's it. The only chick who appears on the fan cast. And, uh, um, uh, but aren't you touting for uh, for people to have screensavers of your picture? Uh, <laughs> I was having an existential <laughs> moment because I realised I was very drunk last night. Um, ah, okay. It's Alex, by the way, in case you... No, hang on, I was about to get to that. I was going to say, I was yeah. very drunk last night in the pub. 
and I was hanging out with my friend Lockie who uh, has a lovely beautiful girlfriend Becky who is a Chelsea fan too and she turned up later on but I know like obviously he was mucking around on his phone I was like no it's a lovely picture of your girlfriend on the phone and then I thought hang on do you know what I have never ever been someone's screensaver and I think that's a little bit pathetic oh but you know how someone just wants to see your face you've got lots of offers Alex from people from <laughs> Slightly, even strange people from people I've never heard of who were very, very keen. So you have a lot of fans out there. So come on. But may I say, I'm now, way, I'm now uh, more prolifically a screensaver than anyone else on earth, I think. Yes. But can I say, well, everybody, it's Alex Churchill, of course, the great, witty, charming, funny, very attractive uh, girl who likes to be uh, on people's uh, screensavers. But she's um, uh, she was on Radio 5 during the week talking about Tommy T. And, and uh, I have to say, Alex, you were so funny yeah and so fantastic and the the way that you came on a, at the beginning and said i'm sorry i want to swear was great it was, <laughs> it was well you so... know how they always ring you don't they for those things if you don't know the, the producer or like a lackey rings you and they'll just ask you a few questions if they want to use you because they're just gauging basically what your opinion is so they know what they're going to get if you go on yeah, yeah. Um, and they make I, sure I, I always lie i never tell them all <laughs> it, yeah. well they make sure you're not a bumbling moron and i must have sworn a good five or six times when i was talking to this this mancunian chap on the phone uh, he was trying to convince convinced me he was I don't know who he supported but he was trying to convince me that Tuchel was at fault for the Conte thing and I'm like no I'm sorry I'm not fucking having it I'm not having it I'm not and I said JK what I said to you which is actually the orchestrator of all that nonsense on that day was Ryan Mason because yeah. we watched him below you but I kept trying to convince people binding everybody up yeah. yeah we sat and there the other and we bloke, said the other thing bloke, up the his thin, own boring looking bloke every time Tuchel yeah. appeared he would come up next to the next to the uh, the, the fourth official, looking at Tuchel in a very yeah. threatening right. manner. Can, can we not can we not relitigate a match from three weeks ago? Can you introduce yeah, the sorry, other guests? I do apologise, but you know that was a, a good moment between the two of us where we actually saw something yeah, that everybody. And we heard it. We heard it three weeks ago. Can we have? <laughs> know, can know, you introduce we, the next guest, I'd like please? To hear it again. Well, hang on, I'm just waxing lyrical. Well, about the stop fucking waxing lyrical and get Alex. on with it. Oh, how cruel! <laughs> It's not as if we haven't got any time, Chidge, in this show. We're not doing a preview. We can talk a bit, you know, we can get to know right. each other. We've got know. another guest. We've got our fabulous, oh, oh, fabulous right, journalist, right. another, our fabulous journalist friend. There's a bloke on The fantastic, well. fantastic the Adam Newsom from Football.London. No, because the Queen is no longer with us, he has, uh, he has decided to wear ermine and his robes and a little crown. And he's wearing that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe it. So he's obviously a monarchist. And he's got his glasses on, so he absolutely means business. And it is, of course, the fantastic, the knowledgeable, we will find out all his opinions about this in ways that we don't know, because he has a has an in, because he is a big cheese, big cheese of the world of journalism. It is, of course, Mr. Adam Newton. Thank you, JK. I've got my glasses on because I'm bloody knackered at this point, to be honest. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> do, do you normally wear um, contacts then? Yes. Oh, right. I feel heavy at this point of the week now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been an absolute mad week. You haven't had much to deal with this week, so you might as well wear your glasses, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It also it started with family funeral Monday, then oh. Tommy took all, then my daughter starting at sort of her new nursery school today. So it's been a good week, yeah. Nice and chill. You know, I know it's never, nothing ever goes on at Chelsea. It's such a boring club, isn't it, Adam? <laughs> Adam, it's really good to have you on tonight. I mean, you know, serendipity as always. Uh, you know, your, your voice... 
and knowledge will be much needed tonight, I think. I mean, we should, I suppose, really start the show by saying, you know, you know, talk just just mention uh, in dispatches, as it were, the very sad passing of our Queen, the monarch of this country and, and many others, too, of course, because she was the head of state of a lot of the Commonwealth countries. So all very sad. And uh, um, I mean, you know, we send our respect and deepest sympathies with anybody who's been touched by that. And uh, I suppose one should say, God save the king. Indeed. Indeed. Who I thought did very well. Do with, you can't sing God save our, our, our uh, famous team anymore because it was Queen, wasn't it? What are you going to sing? God save our, our gracious king. king. Yeah, king. it's weird for us, right? Yeah. But it is. For then, like, for half a century before her they thought it was weird to say queen that sounded weird to them it's yeah it's gonna be weird isn't it but hey ho um i mean of course the one downside on that is that the fulham match has been cancelled for tomorrow and thereby you know meaning i had to do another bloody running order but um, but, but all the theatres are open, so bravo. Oh, but yeah, but I, I have. I mean, like, I, maybe we talk about this first. I know it's not on the script, but it is relevant. I've got to be honest. I'm a bit hacked off that they've cancelled the football tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody who's, uh, you know, in deep mourning uh, for our for our monarch. I, I was very, you know, I'm a monarchist myself. You know, I'm, I have deepest respect for the royal family and the queen. I thought she did a fantastic job. But, I mean, you know, it, there doesn't seem to be any sense to it. And I think Alex has got an excellent point on this, which uh, articulates my frustration perfectly. Yeah, well, first of all, I write books about royals, so I am a very much an ardent royalist. But uh, Her Majesty the Queen would be devastated if she knew that the horse racing was cancelled. It's different if it's on the day of her death and it's different on the day of the funeral, I think. This, to me, as someone who would want nothing more than to show all the respect I could to Her Majesty, because she was nice to me on a personal level, um, I think this is virtue signalling. And it's bullshit. And I I don't think she'd think it was necessary. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So annoyingly, we have no football to talk about. We've got to now think of something to do on Monday as well. But anyway, that's that's tomorrow's problem, as I like to say. Uh, let's deal with yesterday or the day before's problem. Um, I was very, very, very sad uh, that Tuchel was sacked. I have to be honest. I, I mean, obviously, having called him Tommy Two Shits on his arrival because I decided I wasn't going to give two shits about the next Chelsea manager, them having sacked Lampard, much to my dis- absolute dismay, he bloody stole my heart, the son of a bitch, uh, because I liked him a lot. And I think he's one of the, the, the elite coaches in world football. He won us the Champions League. He got us into pretty much, he got us into every final he possibly could have done all bar one. And he got us into third. I mean, what's not to love? Um, having said that, um, I'm not an idiot. And, you know, we all saw what was going on. And, of course, Adam, you know, brilliant article and fellow journalist revealing what's been going on as well. But, you know, the football was getting a bit stodgy. But I think what, what was very clear to me when I read everything about it this week was that there were clearly irreconcilable differences between the manager and the board and the manager and the players. And we all know when that happens in any walk of life, there is inevitably one answer. And that meant that they sacked Tommy Tuchel, whether we like it or not. And we have seen it all before, haven't we, Adam? We have. We have. I think the end result of Tuchel going isn't that much of a surprise. I think the timing is still... Um, 
I don't think I'm revealing any secrets, but obviously before the first fan cast of the season, we were having a chat and I did say that I felt this had the potential to go what I called full Chelsea very quickly. Um, because of the, the, the tour, you were saying how, how badly the tour had gone and how yeah. he, had not, he had not been happy. Yeah, it was clear that there were there were issues even then. Um, and it seems that those issues only ever grew as the season really got underway. Um, I feel the same as you, Chidge, in the sense of I really, really like Thomas Tuchel. Um, and I think he is a brilliant coach, um, a genuinely sort of a, almost a genius coach. Um, the way he could set up matches when he needed to um, was probably unlike any Chelsea head coach we've seen since maybe Jose first time around. Um, so I'm disappointed to see him go. But as you say, it had become clear in, in sort of recent weeks and since the summer that Tuchel was very much a good fit for the Abramovich era, basically. Um, the sort of clinical approach almost. It was quite emotionally detached, the Abramovich era. He was allowed to get on with his stuff. There was nobody interfering. Um he wasn't asked too much of beyond you're the coach, do the coaching. And he enjoyed that. He had a very good relationship with Marina Granovskaya. He had a very, very close relationship with Petr Cech. Um, I think Czech leaving was hugely important um, as to why we are where we are. Um, because Tuchel really did lean on Czech to do a lot of the sort of more human elements, I guess, of knitting different departments together at Cobham. Um, but when you take away that structure around him, when you've got new owners who are admittedly new to football and new to owning a football club, who are, you know, very keen to get your input and a lot of things, very keen to learn from you because they appreciate you are a very, very smart guy and a very intelligent football coach. At that point, things become frustrating because you just want to do the coaching and you're being asked about transfer targets, you're being asked about X, Y, and Z, and all you really want to do is be left alone. Um and I think Tuchel himself, or one of his coaches, I think it might have been when he had COVID, said that Tuchel isn't very good at answering his phone, um, which when you've got new owners constantly pestering you, it's probably very important that you do answer those calls um, for the sake of your relationship with them. So it's something that's you know been brewing a while. It's come to a head now. They've taken the decision. It's I think they knew it wasn't going to be an overwhelmingly popular one just because of the standing Tuchel had. Um, which, you know, was built not just through results on the pitch, but also because of how he handled the sanction and the sort of statesman-like figure he almost became during that period for the club, um, I think did him a world of good with the supporters. And that's why he's so well regarded and, and it's disappointing to see him leave. Yeah, I'm, it absolutely is. I mean, well done, Adam. That's a really good kind of summary of, of, of what happened. Um, I, I think... You know, I mean, I could start so in so many places. I think the point that you made about uh, look, whenever you have a new a new owner of a business coming in, things are going to change and things aren't going to work the way that they used to. So I think Tuchel was possibly well. I mean, it's hard to accuse him of being naive not to know that he just might not have liked it. But I think I think Marina. I mean, you know, he didn't sack Marina or encourage Czech to go. And I think that was naive of Bowley to suddenly assume that they could do all of this, um, 
you know, with no director of I mean, I mean, Marina was kind of de facto the director of football, but with nobody there to do this that had done it before. And I remember saying before um, they started their ownership, I wrote about it, I think, for you guys to say, look, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, every cliche under the sun. But, you know, it's not unusual for new organisations taking over an old organisation to keep some of the key people in place for maybe six months, sometimes a year, while there's a transitionary period. And they threw that out the window within weeks. And that was asking for trouble. And I think there's been a lot of other, you know, I think there's two sides to this. And that's what's really come out with all the, in the press this week, which I think has been fascinating. And I think that I think that the Bowley and, and Egbali or whatever his name is have, have been naive. And I think they've been interfering. I thought that 443 thing was just diabolical um i think the was con- that true though chidge was that true well, or not? we just have to presume that it is you know i mean people don't lie about these things apart from the daily mail so you know the constant need for communication yeah i get your point adam um but i you know i i've been in positions in my own career where i get that from my bosses and it makes me want to punch them leave <laughs> me alone to do what you pay me to do uh, wanting Ronaldo, uh, which was, you know, we'll talk about the big vision later, but it doesn't compute with that at all. And I mean, I don't think any of us wanted Ronaldo because we all knew that he would be destructive for team spirit. And that's what Tuchel said. And also not getting a lot of players on Tuchel's wish list. And I think also maybe Bowley et al. listening to players bitching like they were starstruck fans. Tell them to fuck off, you know. If you've got a problem, you tell your your boss. Your boss is too cool. Not our problem. And then, as I said, not letting him get on with the job. But I do think that, that Tuchel was also culpable. Um, you know, I understand how he probably felt, but, you know, somebody had to take on the responsibilities given what they were doing. But that's a bit of a thorny issue. I think losing the players. I mean, that issue about dividing it between those who wanted to stay and fight, I've got no problem with that and ostracising those who won't, no problem with that. But picking those that won't in the first game, fucking stupid. Tommy, what were you thinking? Um, and you're a bit bit daft if you disrespect your, your new bosses, which he clearly did. But I have to say, Adam, picking through a lot of the evidence that I saw, I think that Tuchel thought, who are these idiots? Who are these idiots? This is not for me. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd have said in a very JK voice, I'm sorry, but this is not working for me. Oh, you've got that in, Chich. Well done, because there was a, a request for that, wasn't there, on Twitter? Um, but uh, the, but the worst culpability, of course, was the team playing like drains. That was the the problem. He could have, if the team had been playing well, you'd expect this would all he'd have, everything would have been coped with. But it was unlikely because of for all these reasons. But also you felt that he couldn't he wasn't doing anything to change it. You didn't think that but I, uh, that, that, that I mean, I know. I mean, you see, last season they they weren't at it, but there were there were other reasons for that. There was the exhaustion. There were the injuries. There was the demoralizing uh, loss to Real Madrid. But, you know, they put it in for the two cup, well, for the for the FA Cup final. You couldn't have accused them of not putting it in there. And they still got third. I think the performances this season are part of the malaise that's happened over the summer, JK. Uh, yes, yes. And I think his, his, some of his selections were almost, I think, having a go at the board, actually. Um, 
I felt that uh, um, even bringing Zayek on for uh, um, for the uh, the Zagreb game was like a red rag to a bull. It was almost like saying, "Go on then, sack me." I just felt it a bit like that because he was just so uninterested. I mean, the the sight of him hitting the two free kicks into the wall was just one of the the great bits of and grabbing the ball when it went out for a, went out for a throw and it hadn't gone out. You just thought. Are you are you taking the piss, Zayek, old son? Um, but yeah, the 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 the, the disintegration of the team was uh, I'm, I'm clearly contributed because you can't play as badly as that and uh, not have some fallback from it. But perhaps they decided already. I think you would know this more, Adam, than us. That um, that in fact, you know, it was all in motion. Was. Um, was Potter tapped up? Do you know beforehand? Had they uh, had they made inquiries over Potter before uh, this week? You don't know about that. Yeah. Well, from what I gather about Potter is that they sort of became aware of him over the course of the summer, and sort of just you know took note of his name, understood what he was about. By the time they got to the Cucurella uh, negotiation, it was that that Bowley knew a fair amount about Potter. Um, I don't think he was planning at that point to go out and hire him. Um, I think they were probably doing what smart businessmen should do, and that's having con- contingency plans. Running place. the rule over him, but not being... Doing due yeah. diligence, but just being aware of him, yeah. Yeah, due diligence is probably the right word. Um, so I don't think they were... But when they came in, I think personally that they would have had a good opportunity then to go to Thomas, look, we think... This is our new thing. Let's we want to get our people in, but they didn't. They they very much back tuckle because they felt he was the right man. And through circumstances, through decisions that were made by both parties, it became clear that that he wasn't going to be quite what they were looking for in in a head coach. And yes, as you say, J.K., the performances of the team massively concerning. Um, I agree with you in that. I think Thomas Tuckle sort of lost his way a little bit with the selections. I mean bringing Pulisic in from nowhere to start against West Ham, then suddenly playing Ziyech against Southampton when he was trying to leave a few couple of days earlier. I mean, it was all just very confusing. And, and, and you know, to, to sort of identify players that want to leave the club and have openly said that, yeah, we're, we're open to going. And then suddenly bringing them back into the fold ahead of players who want to actively stay at the club. It's, a, almost, it's almost taunting them, isn't it? It's almost taunting the... Uh... The owners. I wonder whether he got to a stage after four games where he just thought, "I can't." J.K., I, I agree with you, mate. I, I mean, this is what I was saying. I, I think, I mean, we've all been there. You know, we've all we've all had situations where we work somewhere and a new boss has come in or new people have come in, and you just know from the minute they start that either you think the guy's an asshole, the guy's an idiot, the guy's going to make my life hell. And it sucks the life out of you, and you give up. You just think, "Well, fuck it," you know. And I think, I think there's a bit of that going on with Tuchel. And I think you need to add in the fact how mentally exhausted he may well have been. It's been an incredible roller coaster time for him since he arrived. And, and then, emotionally, changed, well, that's what it? I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the way. I mean, we'll talk about this when we we assess his legacy, really. But you know how he took on that whole leadership role at the club uh, during the sanctions would have taken Adam. And of course he was going through a divorce at the time. But anyway, Alex, what I want to ask you is mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about the both sides of the, the Bowley versus TT element of it, if you like. 
I want to know what role the players, you know, may have had in all of this. Um, Do you know what? It it makes me feel that no matter how hard we try at this club, and maybe this is an indictment of modern football, player power is still very rife and it's a hard pattern to break because these fuckers are such expensive assets on a balance sheet. And they know it as well. They know that they're worth tens of millions more than the coach and if it comes down to a shit fight they will win and they have the the attitude in dealing with managers that says that that says I'm more important here than you are mate um so suck it is what's going on and I don't think I think I think in 10 years ago you'd have been like yeah this is a very much sounds like a Chelsea thing that but now that Wenger's gone and Ferguson's gone and everything I think it's a universal problem I think the fact that your players know that they're a bigger deal than the manager and that managers are so expendable, um, they're, they're not going to treat them with the respect that they're used to. No, they're not. I mean, it's, you know, look, I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I don't have a problem at all with, with players who are unhappy because, you know, for as long as I've watched football, for as long as I've been talking to ex-footballers, if you're not playing, you're not going to be happy. You know, if you've got somebody sitting on the bench who's happy or not in the squad who's happy, then I don't want them at the club. You know, they they all want to play. They all think they should be playing. And if they don't play, they act up. They're stroppy little teenagers. They, they, they make trouble because that's what they do. And they have always done it. Adam? Yeah, there, there were definitely players who weren't happy. Um, and I think part of it from what I can gather is they weren't happy because they weren't getting anything from Tuchel um there was no real explanation as to why certain players weren't playing and why others were ahead of them perhaps I think that's what began to grate and you know as we were just saying you do what you do about the dividing the the players up and then you still go back on that that's a great way to lose your authority as a as a coach but also the fact that there didn't seem to be clear communication from Tuchel anymore about why certain players were out the team and, and why certain other players were still being picked almost irregardless of form. And that's a shame because when he came in, Tuchel was great at doing that. He was very good at trying to keep the collective, making sure everybody felt valued within the squad. It's why he bizarrely gave Emerson minutes when you didn't really understand why. Um, the only real player to really suffer in those first few months under Tuchel was Tammy. Um he was the one and that was it. Um, but it seems over the last year and a bit, for whatever reason, took was lost lost that personal approach. Maybe, as you say, there's a lot of reasons, maybe what was going on in his personal life, the stress he was under with the sanctions and everything. There, you know, there are mitigating circumstances. But if you're a player and you're watching somebody you're competing for a starting role with not play at their level and you're not being told the reason you're not getting ahead of them when you feel, you know, you you could do a better job at that point, that is going to start to grate on you, no matter how hard you don't want it to. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's look, these things are never simple. They're never black and white. They're very nuanced. And I, I, I take your point there, Adam. You know, and I, I just reiterate what I was saying, really, doesn't it? That I think that some, something happened to Tuchel uh, along the way here. Uh, and when you look back at his, his, you know, what happened while he was at Chelsea, it, it's it's... It's kind of understandable that he lost the plot a bit, I suppose. I, I, I look, I for one, you know, will will remember Tuchel very, very fondly. I, I, I'm, I'm really gutted because I think that you know you get Tuchel, um, 
before the accumulation of stuff that's kind of got him to the place he is now get too cool that first season and a half we had him you 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 still got one of the best managers in the world unquestionably and as i said you know when when two when Bowley took over this is the manager like pep like klopp you 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 know this is your rebuild guy i mean and i know Bowley thought that adam but this is your rebuild guy but clearly it was not to be so you know we have to move on as we do at chelsea we know all about moving on from managers we've been doing it a long time um but the thing is jk he's got a phenomenal record really by anybody's standards i mean i know the football became stodgy and he didn't get the attack firing and he did uh i think actually maybe this is a salient point too about the players um i think you and i've spoken about this before as well jk there was a a sari-esque quality about him where he, he he basically wanted to be moving them around and treated them a bit like robots and it's probably fried their brains which is why they're why they're pissed off as well but you know on the whole i think you have to acknowledge his phenomenal record at chelsea you know what was it champions league Super Cup, Club World Cup, three domestic finals in 19 months. As I said, there was only one final he didn't get to, and I think that was the Champions League last year, which is phenomenal, mate, by anybody's standards. Completely wonderful, wonderful uh, manager, and I thought we were going to see him for a very long time. In fact, I was hoping for that. So I was... My emotion was kind of shocked, but at the same time just, oh, yes, I get it. It's... Chelsea again um so I'm utterly used to it um uh, you're talking about fried brains by the way Chidge I'm a bit worried that some of the new players who've come in um I don't know quite know how their brains could be fried so quickly but they don't appear to be playing um to the level that uh you would expect given their huge transfer fees but to be fair to them it's it's early days you know but I found Fafana um trailing behind the Shakespearean character who was playing for uh um, for Zagreb during what, the week with the uh, their first goal, yeah, yeah, but that, that, yeah, but that that is that is a classic symptom of of two defenders who have not played enough together yet. They don't know how each other play because if you remember, Koulibaly, I think stupidly went for that header. If you go in for that header, you've got to win it or the, or take the man out. And while he's doing that, Fafana doesn't know whether to to stay or go yeah, back. So he's he's on the back foot. Yeah, well, he he yeah. went forward instead of going back. You know, yeah. when they those two have played 30, 40, 50 games together, that doesn't happen. Also, yeah. absolutely rapid as well. He's one of the quickest players you'll find. So I don't, I wouldn't blame Fafana. But I did say to, to someone who I was speaking to after the game that that goal doesn't happen with Thiago Silva. Though. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, in, in, intriguing that, uh, that, um, well, that aspect of, of Tuchel's history would not be, I think they wouldn't have lost the game if Silva had been playing. I think it was. Uh, it's all very well giving him days off, but I think you have to choose the games you give him, give days off to. I, I'm intrigued as to what actually happened at PSG. Did he actually fall out at the end with the uh, with the owners as well? Whether this, in fact, is a symptom of his is like it's Mourinho esque. Whether he his energy is great at the very beginning of his tenure with the club, and then it. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, these are completely that different, was the issue with Conte, wasn't different it? circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. You wonder whether nearly all these these top class managers only have a certain shelf life before they start well, uh, Klopp wanting. Klopp and Guardiola everything. haven't. No, indeed, indeed. In fact, yes, I'm talking out of bollocks. Or well, perhaps it's these um, these. Uh, I'm going to say these these uh, high um, 
uh, high uh, um, nature. What's the word? Well, high high um, energy, high pressing. Energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Klopp, yeah. Klopp and Klopp and Guardiola are high energy. Yeah, high yeah, pressing. indeed, indeed. High maintenance was the word I was exact. Well, I was trying this, to say. I mean, whether they are or not, you know. Tuchel did fall out with the hierarchies at Dortmund and and people at, yeah. and sporting yeah. directors at PSG. So this isn't, I guess, a huge surprise. It is what he's done at previous clubs, but. Again, the disappointing thing is that I think if Roman Abramovich isn't uh, in the position of having to sell Chelsea and and doesn't sell the club and is still on, I actually think the environment was perfect for Tuchel. Exactly. And I actually think he they would have purchased a completely different set of players as well. I think in the, if Roman had been in um, had still been in charge, and it wouldn't have been so scattergun and it wouldn't have been like toys in a sweet shop. I'm uh, sorry, sweets in a toy shop. No. Oh, toys in a sweet shop. shop. Hey, what, oh, yeah, what, toys uh... in a sweet shop, yeah. But um, in fact, there's Kinder Eggs. You get a toy in a, in a, in a sweet. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I um, the, the feeling I've had with it is that it was all a bit, uh, hey, we can buy him. Hey, we can buy him too. What do you think, Thomas? And he's going, you guys clearly have no clue about what these players really are about. And and I think what you said earlier, Chidge, about not getting the players, the real targets. I mean, I my view of the transfer window in this instance would have been by two huge stars and perhaps a couple of others who you could see the potential and um, and leave it at that rather than trying to spend more money than anybody and just cover every position because i i, I it, oh, well, to they, me st- they still didn't really although no, they didn't really they didn't, midfield we're out on midfield well, we don't know what you, it's going to be like we this said boy. didn't we? we we said on the show uh last last uh monday or whenever it was that i'd kind of worked out that they you know basically anybody that they've let go they've replaced so yeah. we're kind of Exactly. Other than mid- midfield, really. No, 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 no. They, Gil- they, no, and, they got uh, rid of Gilmore and Ampadu, and they brought in Chukawameka, and uh, we did we say Gallagher? We did, didn't we? I can't remember. The bottom line is, whatever I said last Monday, still, you know, it, it's basically you've replaced uh, like for like in terms of positions, but arguably with better quality. So, but I, yeah, but I don't think that was the case in the midfield, though, was it? I think that was well, the yes, only because they've got rid of Gilmore and Ampadu, who hardly ever played, and they brought in Zaka or Zakaria. That's right, Zakaria and Chukwuemeka. So you, you, you know, one hopes, one presumes that those two are better than Ampadu and Gilmore, who yeah, hardly well, played. The jury's out on 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 Chuck. Of course, I forgot about Saul. Didn't I? I didn't put him in 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 that squad, did I? When he's we easily him. done. Chief. Anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah. Alex, sorry, Adam, go on, go on, go on. So I was say just on Tuchel's legacy, I think the Champions League win in years ahead will be looked back on even more fondly because it is easy to forget just how dominant Chelsea were in that knockout stage. This wasn't like 2012 when Chelsea would fly by the seat of their pants, basically unexpectedly getting results against the odds. This was a Chelsea side that went into every group stage game and dominated it, didn't give chances away, should have battered Real Madrid over two legs. I mean, that should have been seven, you know, seven nil in aggregate, um, and that wouldn't have been unfair, and then produced an absolute masterclass in the final against City. Um, so I think in time and in the years ahead, that Champions League win will be remembered even more fondly and, and sort of thought of as even more impressive than it is now. Wasn't it interesting that he got performances out of players that we're looking at now who we are dismissing as not being up to it anymore Pulisic is an example of that Pulisic was excellent no and also poor old Mason Mount was completely brilliant during that period and he's 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 just not firing at the moment it's not working for him and in the same way um Havertz was just completely phenomenal they were all 
playing above themselves and 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 in and also the tactic they seem to be employing all the time which the press and pushing everybody out was something that we only saw against Spurs this season and we rarely saw it towards the end of the season I wonder whether that was an exhaustion thing but he seemed to 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 back off playing those tactics that have been so completely brilliant within the Champions League period and also we saw echoes of last year in the Champions League because I felt the the performance at um, at Real, Real Madrid in the quarterfinal was equally brilliant just unfortunately we'd had too many errors in the uh, in the dismal home game which um, which actually was the reason that we were we were uh, we didn't make it into the semi-finals mm. but um, but but yeah uh, um that that season and that i mean for me the the winning of the champions league was the best moment ever in in my watching of watching chelsea because of the the fact that he managed to use frank's side to um uh, made them into a into a series of of european cup winners was well, considering they'd been written off and we weren't getting performances out of people. And he turned Tony, Tony Rudiger around into somebody of of match-winning proportions as a defender was uh, utterly phenomenal. And that will be, for me, that was that that not in the league. I have to say we didn't perform as well in the league, but in the in the Champions League in particular, they were absolutely brilliant performances. Alex, what's your yeah. uh, what's your you know kind of memory of uh, Tuchel? What do you think his legacy will be? Um, I just he's another one like Conte for me. I love that they're so passionate and mad on the touchline and stuff like that. But I fear that's what makes them non-viable as long-term managers um, because they burn themselves out and go nuts. Uh, which I can't wait to see that happen to Conte at Spurs, and then they're going like, oh, <laughs> which it will, it yeah, will, which it will, it will. It's yeah, the same as Mourinho does it everywhere he goes. They can't outrun their own personalities. Uh, I, the Champions League is his, his ultimate legacy, isn't it? We had no business winning that trophy that year, and yet, really, by the end, no one else deserved it more. Um, and obviously, watching Pep sulk was joyous. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. And 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 the Schadenfreude for the City fans that went out there expecting a win. But I, I would I would also I, I, nil. I, I would nil. I would also yeah. uh, I would also say the Club World Cup. That mm. that for me was special because it, it laid to rest that that bogey that was uh, Ra, um, you know Rafa Benitez, who blew what I thought would be our only ever chance to win it. And tainted, I, I felt, though, by having Lukaku playing. Actually. And I thought that it, you know, it was really mm. important to, to lay that to rest because uh, it really pissed me off that Rafa had blown that. So I want to thank Thomas Tuchel for that. In fact, I want to thank Thomas Tuchel, period, actually, because uh, I, 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 I will miss him. I thought he was brilliant. So, uh, Adam. I am just going to add, I'm very much going to miss his press conferences. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. He was a guy who gave such interesting answers, never gave stock football cliche responses to anything, gave you genuine, thoughtful, often humorous answers to any question you ask. And I think he's the first coach, and you know, I've been talking about this with Daniel Charles, who was essentially broke the fourth wall a lot. I mean, you, you go back to that first ever press conference and he went, ah, oh, well, you know, if they gave me a five-year contract, doesn't matter, they can sack me anyway. And there was always this idea of Tuchel sort of little nudge and a wink to the camera when he was saying certain things, uh, which I don't think we've ever seen from a Chelsea head coach before, which I genuinely loved and will miss uh, very much because having someone with that understanding of, of the media was, was say, joyful to work with a lot of the time. Yeah. Also great wit and intelligence, hugely intelligent man. 
and that was part of it, I think. Sorry, Chidge. No, that's it. I've just said my Sorry, one. I was just, just, just having a... <laughs> you, having a good... yeah. I, you, you thought I was going to go on longer, so you did. took a very, a... very, very deep, deep breath on your part. fucking there. choked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say now. I, I know. Look, I think we we can't we can't. I mean, I, I think I might have mentioned it earlier, but we we can't uh, forget what he did during the sanctions. Which I that 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 remark about him driving a seven seater bus if he had to. I mean, so many managers would have thought. I mean, I mean, you know, elite world managers like him would have just said sod this for a game of smarties i'm off and he rejected Man United and Barcelona during this time. I mean, this is the thing that really annoys me. He clearly loves the club um you know he did fall out with people at Dortmund he did fall out with the people at PSG uh and everybody thought he'd fall out with the people here but he never fell out with the owners that hired him at all he loved it here and he would have stayed a long time it's just one of those he's he's a casualty of uh you know Roman having to sell the club and having new owners brought in and it's I really think ultimately it's as simple as that. But uh, Alex, you wanted to make a point while I was choking and JK was talking and Adam came in with an excellent point. So I'm sorry, I wasn't ignoring you. Yeah, no, I was just going to say what I was bugging the life out of you the other day, because if you didn't catch it, see if you can still get it. Um, there was this, it sounded like my worst nightmare. It's a programme called Between the Lines with Rio Ferdinand. And I oh, thought, yeah, oh, yeah, what's happening about it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't change it. And actually what it was was half an hour of in-depth tactical discussion with Thomas Tuchel, where he was giving honest answers about his players and why he does things the way he does. And I was sending Chidge clips of it and going, you need to watch this because he's basically telling you how the inside of your brain work, his brain works. Uh, and now it all means shit because he's gone. Yeah. So- <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't gone to find it as a consequence. But anyway, enough about that. We're going to have a quick break, but I think we should say Auf Wiedersehen, Thomas Tuchel, and uh, thank you. Danke, vielen Dank. Uh, And we're going to say in part two, Willkommen, Bienvenue, welcome, Graham Potter. So there we go. We'll be back in a second. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge, of course, and uh, we're talking about the uh, departure of Thomas Tuchel and uh, the arrival of uh, Graham Potter which is what we'll be doing this part and of course I have with me the fantastic fabulous Diego no I was going to say you actually I was just saying you're wearing a Diego Costa t-shirt which I love I like that t-shirt proper proper striker is he back has he come back to Wolves is he with Wolves now is he he got a work permit yes come to Stamford Bridge give him a cheer give him a cheer mental bloke Good to see you, old Bean. Uh, we've got, uh, yeah, so we've got JK, obviously. Uh, we've got the lovely Alex Churchill. Hello. And uh, we've got the brilliant Adam Newsom from London and his very large brain and inside track. Um, and I'm going to rely on his inside track and large brain, I think, very much in this part. Um, I think the first question, Adam, really is, uh, is is exactly that is graham potter the answer i mean it's a bold choice obviously um he's highly rated as a coach uh he's 49 i think he's the same oh, age yeah. as tuchel isn't he so he's not exactly 47. what 47 47 okay so he's a bit younger but it's not that's not young let's put it that way i mean i would say he's good potentially but he's unproven at the elite level so uh you know beyond that um, what do you think his priorities will be at Chelsea? I've written down a very long list, most of which I nicked from football.london, I have to admit. Not all of it, but most of it. Yeah, what is his priorities? Uh, get the team playing far better than they have been this season. Uh, reunite the dressing room. Um, bring back that harmony that Tuchel had in the early days, because then we know what this squad is capable of. Um and then get accustomed to working under Todd Bowley and, and Badele Bali, I think. Um, it's a very interesting appointment. It's not an appointment Chelsea would have made under Roman Abramovich. I'm 100% sure of saying that. Um, but from what I can gather, the new owners essentially wanted a guy who was, in their eyes, on the way up. This wasn't um, someone like... Uh, Jose Mourinho, without being too harsh on Jose, who's had top jobs recently and maybe hasn't done what you'd want in that top job, but because he's a name, he's got another top job and another top job. Um, They wanted a guy who they thought deserved a chance, basically, who'd put the work in, who'd done the hard yards elsewhere, and in their eyes was very much still on the come up. Um, And I think it's it's a smart appointment if if that's the aim, because Graham Potter's journey is very different to most football coaches um you know taking your your wife and your very very young son to live in the middle of sweden um 
which in a town that's four hours from next town to coach a fourth tier side is a massive risk in your personal and professional life but he made that work rather spectacularly um then he's gone to Swansea and then he's gone to Brighton he's done what you'd want from a coach to prove himself at every place he's been and you kind of now feel okay this is an opportunity for him he's earned this opportunity and it's on him to to take it um so from what I can gather, the, the new owners like the fact that he is um, something of an academic as well. Uh, you know, he's got a degree in social sciences. He's got a master's um, in, in I think it's, uh, leadership and emotional intelligence, I think it yes. is. Yes. Um, but you so said, yeah, from is... Leeds University and the OU. Let's, let's, you know, put that out there as well. Oh, I'm at Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> it's hardly Oxford or Cambridge, is it? I, it's the next tier down, my friend. It's red brick. Is it a Rad, also, is it a Radcliffe or whatever they call it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's also not what you'd normally associate a former professional footballer to do, though. I mean, um, okay, how many football managers have got masters? I I take your point, Adam. So, it's a guy. He's a guy who's you know bettered himself in that respect. Who's developed a lot of communicative skills, which actually I think is a huge part of this. Um, I think he won't mind if Bowley phones him at um, four o'clock in the morning suggesting <laughs> something. That's the impression I get. Hey, I've got a great new way to what? win. Graham, yeah, Graham, yeah, Graham, yeah, we I, play 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> funnily enough, I... That means I you think, can play Pulisic. <laughs> I really think there's an element of that. Hey, can, they're all on the WhatsApp group together. You know, I really think that's important. I hope they send around stupid memes and GIFs on that. Otherwise, don't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say I'm sadly not in any of these groups, um, but I think, yeah, that is an important element to it, that they understand that Graham Potter will be able to work in this structure, is a guy who doesn't necessarily make demands, but is ready to have open conversations about things, isn't necessarily going to throw his toys out the pram if he doesn't get his way, because he appreciates that life isn't like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's very intriguing. It's very intriguing. It's a risk. Um, but it's all—it's a risk taken to essentially, hopefully, give Chelsea a head coach who will be around for the long-term future, which we all know happens very often at Chelsea Football Club. Well, yeah, but it's, it's a different club now. That's the point, Jake. J- yeah. JK, you got a point, but I want to ask you a question as well. The same question, really. Oh, I mean, God. is he yeah. the answer? Do you think? Well, if I can answer with what I was going to say, yeah. which is alarmingly, his stats. Are very uh, the way that he plays is very similar to Tuchel's, and very similarly, um, uh, they didn't score many goals last oh. year. So um, they've done better this year. It's been that's been the the change is they've been scoring more. That's why they're fourth. But uh, but otherwise, and he plays very intriguingly with a with a system called the box. I don't know if you've seen this, Adam. Three box three. It, yeah, he has a, 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 a exactly. There's a box in the front where they and the wingers. But otherwise, it's very wing back but they play slightly further up the wing backs i think the impression i've got from them otherwise it's it's a kind of stock way that lots of managers know how to play now but it shifts it's the shifting of it which he's very good at dealing with as well and he's also clearly very good at making um um unknown players into very competent team players which is you know if he can now he's got a group of stars together he should be able to make them play even better one one hopes but the the uh, the excellence of Brighton is um, was is a very attractive quality. They were excellent, absolutely excellent. And he made players into 
into very decent strikers uh, that you just thought before you looked at them and thought, well, what have they got to contribute? Trossard has become a really good player indeed for Brighton. So um, uh, as indeed, the, and also the um, the uh, the brilliance of, um, of what's his face? He used to play for United and Arsenal. What's his name? Welbeck. Um, Welbeck, yeah. The brilliance of Welbeck in, in that setup is encouraging. But, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see how uh, Aubameyang, now that he's... Uh, his um, uh, his father, because he was the love child, has uh, has left after a week. What what's going to happen? Well, uh, that's so... one of my questions in terms of what he's got to deal with. Uh, yeah. I'll get onto that in a minute because it would fit nicely into that whole bloody great big long list which I nicked from Football London and added to. Uh, Alex, um, what, what I mean, what did you think when when you heard that we'd hired Potter? I mean, I suppose like me, you were thinking, oh, thank God, it's not Pochettino. Well, yeah, that was the initial reaction was, thank God. No, because you know, Podge, right, Podge, Tino, I don't see him. I only see the little fat German kid from The Simpsons. You know, don't chase me, I'm full of chocolate. That's Poggettino. Once you've realised that they are the same person, you can never go back. So I'm glad we didn't do that. Um, and then, then it was, what the fuck? And then I'm now where you were when you were calling Tuchel two shits as in not giving them because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's just just another manager. There's no rhyme or reason. He'll probably end up gone in a car. I'm not getting attached anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I know. It's... You can't help it if he does well. I know. You can't help it. Exactly. Suck you in, You'll be lured you? in. You'll yeah. be sucked Suck in. you in and they go crazy. Yeah, yeah they go, go with riffle, but. You're but, right. You know, You're right, JK. You can't help it if, if they win shit because it makes you yeah. feel good. If they play well, but if yeah. they play well and they play well, start winning, then you absolutely love it. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, Listen, a, sorry, Adam, go on, go on, go on, mate. Incredible. Uh, there's a way of saying this without sounding very insensitive, but the fact the Premier League games are called off this weekend, perfect, somewhat serendipitous. For oh Potter. yeah, isn't it just? Except, will they play Salzburg? They will, won't they? Yeah, have, yeah. yeah. But he'll have four days yeah. basically lead up to that. Now they did a training session today, but that was still half with maybe the Fulham game will go ahead, maybe it won't. Um, but they'll have four days now to sort of work with Potter, which they would never have had. Um, and that is incredibly fortunate for him to try and instill what he wants from this team um, ahead of his first game, um, which should be the Salzburg game. If it's not, who who actually knows when Chelsea will play again at this rate? Yeah, I know. It's nuts, isn't it? Because we could lose out... Uh next weekend as well but let's not get into that yet until it happens um right this great big long list adam i'm going to go through it by to buy item and then we can all talk about it but as i said much of it culled from scotty's article on football.london but uh how to work with bowley this is what his priorities are potter's priorities are uniting the team uh finding the best system uh and as jk very correctly said he, he tends to play mainly three five two or three four three or four Three, two, one. I think, um, but he's very adaptable tactically. He's got some really hard decisions to make about some of the players. We all know this: Mendy or Kepper. I think very intriguingly, Chilwell or Cucurella. Cucurella being his boy, of course. Uh, and I, I mean, this was not in 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 uh, in the football underpiece, but I think there are massive question marks over what to do about the following players: Jorginho, Pulisic, Ziyech, Aubameyang, as J.K. mentioned, and Havertz. And I think he will be expected to bring through the youth and bring back some of these loanees that they didn't want to sell and get a tune out of them. And of course, that might also mean <gasps> dun, 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 maybe 
Lukaku comes back because Tuchel, because Tuchel, because Tuchel, who he hated, is no longer there, and who he tried to get out when he arrived. Maybe he might get a tune out of him. I doubt it, but you never know. He um, didn't play for Milan uh, uh, during the week, did didn't he? he? He's injured. He's injured. Maybe okay, because I forgot they had Jeko in it, and Jeko uh, had a quite a decent game actually. He's a decent, very good player. Now the other thing that, that I've appended to this list is, um, I mean, you know, I've read that that Bowley you know, and the board still require us to finish in the top four. Because let's be honest, the financial model depends on it with the Champions League being so lucrative. You can also bung in a trophy there. Uh, but I think most of all for Potter, and this is what I think he might find the hardest thing to do, is to deal with the scale of Chelsea and the expectations of Chelsea, not to mention the schedule that they play. Because Tuchel all the time moaned about the fact he never had enough time to coach the side because they were playing every three or four days. And he found that really hard. Um, you know, Potter's never experienced that. So he's going to find that tough. So that you rec- you'll recognise a lot of that, that list, won't you, Adam? I mean, what do you think is the most important thing on there? Um... I think it probably depends on where you're looking at it from a in immediacy point of view or for a long term point of view. Um, obviously, from what Chelsea need right now is they need to sort themselves out on the pitch um, and start performing at the level that they need to, um, and that in turn obviously leads into getting a tune out of certain players and finding a uh, or, or settling upon a framework tactically that is going to get the best out of the majority. Um, but obviously longer term is, is probably what we we're talking about with Bowley because that's they've taken a they've taken a you know a, a risk getting Graham Potter in um, and it's going to be key to that relationship going forward how they work and there's an interesting uh, quote that the Bayern Munich manager now Julian Nagelsmann said that that 30% of coaching is tactics and 70% is social competence, um, which I think probably is fair for modern day coaching. Um, and that's where Graham Potter seems to excel. So if he can come in and, and develop a close relationship with Bowley, um, they are going to get a sporting director in, hopefully before the World Cup. Um, Potter's going to be involved in that decision. Thomas Tuchel didn't want to be. Another sort of potential fracture there. Um, but if you can get that structure all set up for the long term, then in theory, Chelsea are in a very good position uh, with a very um, intelligent group of people leading the club for a prolonged period of time. Um, but the obviously the immediate thing to do is to get the team playing well um, and reassuring certain players who maybe weren't playing under Tuchel that they are valuable and, and seen as integral for at least the season ahead. Um, and then you've got decisions to make, I guess, over people like Jorginho and, and the rest. Okay. Isn't it isn't it interesting that Potter will be making all these decisions at the moment? He's looking at the players, isn't he? He's assessing um, who the best players are, who he thinks will fit, and the way he wants to play. Um, um, we, because in the past, we've seen some things like this, and I've always thought, oh, is he going to make a, a strange selection decision? And then you see exactly the same team chosen that we'd seen before. And then we're thinking, how can they play any differently? Well, and they don't. You, and they don't. And you think, what's going on? I know. But, well, I'm so, going to mention that in a minute because I think that's a really good point. I mean, what, what what's your priority out of that list, JK, for him, do you think? Um, 
uh, in which bits what we can we expect well, from him. I'm, work, working well, with Bowley Unite and the team, finding the best system, the players. I mean, let's talk well, about Aubameyang because you mentioned I, that. I, I think he'll know what system they play and what system he will play. Um, um, uh, yeah, Aubameyang is, is, is a kind of... Um, He's the joker in the pack, isn't he? Because he, he he was he's clearly a terrific striker, but not when he's hardly played and he's wearing a mask and he's got a broken jaw. You know, you, you then think not quite convinced as to what on earth he was picked for, knowing that he just wandered about as if he was uh, uh, he, he was um, walking on broken glass most of the time in that game. Um, um, but um, no, I'm 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 open to. I'm looking at him as a as a, everything is. I want to see something. Are you, are you positive? Different. Are you positive about the point? I get the feeling you are actually. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm always. Um, he, he's had big success. He's obviously a very. It's another intelligent. Well, well, he's had. He hasn't won anything. No, well, but, uh, well define success. Know, but, but if, 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 if if indeed he well, he's had success in the. Well, you're absolutely right. It's not been trophies. It's been a. Um, he's improved every club that he's played and he that he's that he's managed. And he's been pushing Brighton towards possibly a, it was possibly a top four finish the way they'd been playing. And at the moment, um, the the Premier League looks as if lots of other teams can turn things around and and push the established teams possibly out of the top six. So um, in in that sense, it's actually rather a good a rather a good purchase if you because it was a purchase. Of course, actually, I fear for Brighton as a consequence. I I, I fear for what whether they've got somebody else lined up of 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 similar kidney as one would say um is unlikely but you never know because that chap bloom is a very clever man down there and uh, perhaps they have a they have somebody with the same um, communication skills because i think that aspect of potter is something that um as you say uh, as as you say chidge is 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 very is 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 maintaining the tuchel communication but in a much more affable way i get the impression potter's very um, uh, I, I don't know, very English about things, very diplomatic in a way that that there's a spikiness yeah. about about well, Germans Tuchel. can be very frank, they, they, and, and indeed, yeah, indeed, and detached. Whereas, yeah. whereas that slightly two faced thing that we have of going, yes, of course, I'll be, I'm very eager to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, exactly. indeed, yeah, that's just, what we do. That's what, what we, we do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think an English guy, perhaps uh, he, he'll be, perhaps he can achieve that. So I'm, I'm. Um, from a football point of view, I, I, I'm intrigued to see how he can uh, replicate the Brighton pattern because it involved an enormous high press and winning the ball, ball back. And I, I got the impression that that exhausts them too much. And that's why we don't play that as much. But it was so I suspect um, there'll be a, a dead cat bounce at the very beginning. I suspect that we'll play wonderfully and possibly do very well this season and then it'll all fall apart next season okay but you're positive at the moment which is good at to the hear. moment yeah, 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 I, yeah i think adam's positive i get that that vibe from adam i'm not a psychotherapist for nothing you know alex i think is a bit ambivalent um i am ambivalent yeah, yeah. I'm like he's gonna i'm sorry but make me give a shit yeah I, yeah <laughs> no no totally i mean i am too no, no, but, but you have to go in being being positive you have to with every manager unless it's um Benitez. <laughs> yeah, we knew exactly where we stood we knew, when we, we arrived. We I mean, yet we won a trophy. You you horror. weren't quite on the show in those days, but I basically no, I, I, I basically had a meltdown for a year oh. on the show. I, well, I, I would have been the same as you. I'd have been con- it would have been a constant rant. Constant yeah, rant. I, I just did. I ranted for a year. And yeah. we, I helped create the RAF. Well, I didn't help create them, but the RAF route badges, 
you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'd have been with you every single time I was in in Aussies, and he was down below. We'd, I'd start off by booing him yeah, every single yeah. time. I got actually told to shut up a yeah, lot. By no, I was there. We go. Never liked him. Um, yeah. So there we go. I'm a bit ambivalent, really, as 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 I said. Um, I mean, look, you know, he's going to have a lot on his plate. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's got to get the players on side. But we know we know that there are issues there which he has to sort out. One of them is finding a way to stop leaking goals at the back while scoring up front. And, of course, the problem with that, I think, is very much around the midfield. Now, you know I said a minute ago it would be interesting to see who he might start with. Well, I, as you know, we were going to preview the Fulham game tonight. And I Ooh, did. You got a team, I have, JK. <laughs> I have. So, I mean, I obviously think you know, Jorginho is part of the problem, not part of the solution for so many reasons, as in that's why we had to play three at the back. Also, because Silva's got no pace too. It's why we had to play wing backs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I know Potter does that too. Also, we've got the Pulisic and Ziyech problem. They didn't want to be there. Maybe they will want to be here now. Who knows? And also how to get a tune out of Havertz. And of course, you've got the Abomiang problem and the Chilwell and Chikukarela and Mendy and Kepa. So a lot of problems, player stroke system, stroke formation wise. And uh, I whiz up my uh, screen here. Right, this is the team that I think he would have played were we playing uh, uh, Fulham tomorrow. And you might be surprised. You might not be. But I think he would have gone Mendy, Koulibaly, Silva, Fafana. Right? I think he would have played with... I think he would have gone 3-5-2, by the way, because that's what he did when he played Fulham last time and lost, by the way, 2-1, funnily enough, literally nine days ago or 10 days ago. Um, so James obviously gets in at right wing back. Uh, Cucurella, I think he would have picked because he knows Cucurella. I think he would have put him in there, whether we liked it or not. I think he would have obviously had three in his midfield. So I think he would have had Kovacic in there and I think he would have had Mount in there. But I think he would have had Jorginho in there, much to my utter horror. And I think there's a reason for that. He's very into these little short passes, keeping possession and all of that. It's very much, as you said, JK, very Tuchel-like. So I think he would have picked Jorginho because I think he'll see him as that kind of a player. And he'll be positive about it without seeing the awful flaws about it, which is the fact that he gets run over in midfield. He passes backwards all the time and etc, etc, etc. However, I, I think he would have picked Sterling up front, who wouldn't. And I think he would have put Aubameyang in with him because, again, Aubameyang has the pedigree, doesn't he? Unless, presuming he's fit, of course. But that's what I think he would have picked. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see that against Salzburg on Tuesday, actually. You know, there you go. That's just a penny for them. Who wants to come back to me on that one? JK, in like Flynn. In in like a, a salmon, leaping in. Like um, a tin of salmon. Uh, uh, it, it, it's never the same, is it, a tin of salmon? No. Smoked salmon's nice. And, uh, and a salmon, raw salmon fillet with some um, uh, some uh, soy sauce. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like uh, oh, yeah. ooh, ooh. you're looking uh, quizzical at me, Adam. You're looking, what? <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, um, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that at this very moment, no doubt, he is analysing masses of video, isn't he? This is what he must be doing. He must be looking at the all the matches of the season and last season, looking at the players, seeing what their strengths are, because he's got this is what he has to do in this brief period that he's been manager. And if he looks at Mendy this season, I don't think he'll pick him. I think he'll pick Kepper, who Kepper's one save during the week was completely brilliant. He might also uh, pick Kepper because he's good with his feet. And that's what uh, that's what oh, yeah, Adam wants to say. Adam's in. Adam's in. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not, I'm not I had this 100% confirmed, but I think Kepa would have um, started because I think Mendy was, was actually going to be injured. Still injured with his... Um... Yeah. With his, uh, uh, being, being, when he was stepped on, which didn't really happen. <laughs> what about what about Tuesday, Alan? He'll, he might be. Do you think he'll be fit by then? Name's on Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, sorry, Wednesday. You're dead right. Thanks. Stress me out for No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> do you think he would pick Mendy or Kepper on Wednesday, assuming both are fit? That's a very good question, and it's actually something I've talked about in an article that's going live on, on the website tomorrow. It's as you say, there are. I think Mendy's the better shot stopper and is more imposing. Kepper is by far better with his feet, uh, especially in terms of his short distribution. So, it's a very difficult one to call. Um, to take that decision to take to sort of demote Mendy as your number one, it's a tricky one. It has ramifications, um, especially when you consider as well that the backline will speak French at the moment. And Kepa, as far as I'm aware, does not. Um, it does help having a, a sort of unit that speaks the same language. Um, and, of course, as far as French, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Silva was at BFG yeah, speaking and Koulibaly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm intriguing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have that sort of easier communication. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I say I, I don't have the answer, but it's, it's, it will, I think, inform what he does going forward and maybe next summer if the situation hasn't necessarily resolved itself with Mendy's form what maybe Chelsea sort of would be looking at in a goalkeeper next summer mm. well you've got Sl- Slovenia or whatever his name is waiting yeah. in the wings um can I carry on yeah um, yeah I mean what else do you think about that um, no I, I'm, I'm cooler Valley silver and Fofana pick themselves I don't think you no. you've got any, any alternative that's that's and they need to play together as yes. much as possible yes. so um, um you know, and Koulibaly was wonderful against Spurs, but seems to have been off the pace, whether it's all been too much for him or never quite looked fit enough. But it's just a question of playing, and and uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, James obviously picks himself because he's wonderful. Um, but then the rest of them, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering whether there'll be a... I'd like there to be a, um, a, a you know, left-of-field choice. And I have to say, as long as... I'd like Cheek to fade into the distance, actually, if that's OK. I'd just like him not to be picked ever again i'm just not i don't share people look at the, the adam's face shaking it's, it's, it's really, it's no, but i for me he's never never ever quite achieved what he should be achieving and you're I still you're still disagreeing with me no no yeah. i agree with you ruben hasn't lived up to, to his potential but he's oh, actually you. mad you can't tell him to fade into the distance That's no no well, well, well what i'm trying to say is that if if he if he isn't first choice i would be very pleased um uh just because <laughs> I don't look at him and go, oh, Cheek's playing. I go, oh, okay, well, let's see what's going to happen. Are we void of options? Is that why he's but, playing? That, that was the problem. Is, well, the trouble is, is we, we, we're bizarre with Jorginho. We, we go in and out of liking him and hating him. And the season, the season we won the the Champions League, we we hated him at the beginning. Remember, I called him the uh, the um, the um, see you next Tuesday word after one of those performances when he lost the ball completely because he was he was so typically going to lose the ball and be rubbish. And then then was during the Champions League run when we won it was fabulous, completely fabulous performance. And you wonder whether he got completely exhausted because he then played in the the uh, um, the European Championship and they won. And from then on, seemed to have the following season seemed to fade away a bit. And he's clearly a very gifted player, but we've established 
there are certain situations he can't play in when he's pressed. And the two games he's played this season, he's just been taken to the cleaners by having everybody run at him. So if if Potter can put him into an environment where, you know, it should be, it's awful, isn't it? We're having to create a situation. That's exactly the problem, him, the problem that problem we've had, had for before. the last, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So therefore, in reality, let's get rid of him. Well, I let's, mean, I would do that. I know, but who do we pick instead? Well, I agree. And he likes short passing. But at the same time, on, you know, if we were to analyse his contribution over the last years since Sarri bought him, I'd say it's the most bizarre um the graph just goes right down to nothing and then back up to 100 yeah, yeah, percent you don't really know where you are with him he he, he pleases and then um uh, uh and and then um yeah. but i mean irritate, i think i think in, in I think, the same measure i think he, a, i think you will pick him because of the short passing stuff and i think he likes yeah, well also if, if he's got mountain kovacic playing with him they'll they'll prov- They'll stop it from being such a dick. Well, that's why I like three, three basically in midfield. Three in the middle, discount yeah. wing I, racks, Adam. I was just going to say how much of that Jorginho graph spiking and then dropping down is also dependent on having N'Golo Kante playing at his absolute best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting but you wonder actually whether whether in fact Kante's contribution to the team is is absolutely phenomenal, and he makes everybody play better, makes a fit play fifty percent better. And in fact, his being injured has contributed to Tuchel's demise. Yeah, well, as, as, it, as, it, as it would anybody. Um, yeah. What about Cucurella? You, you think he might go for him? For the reasons uh, but, but I think Chil was on the way back, actually. I've been I know, really but Cucurella is his player. You know, he's his player. I know, but, but he, it, is that necessary? He might observe. I just, just, just guts, mate. Guts, mate. Just, yeah, I suppose it's what these, it's the this case. This is what but, these managers do. No, I'm... He might he might not be that kind of manager. He might be a manager who assesses how the players are playing. And I thought, you know, he, his ability to get into the penalty area and do things that the goal he scored against um, Hammers was completely This brilliant. is not the team I would pick. I'd have Chilwell in there all day long. OK, but you think, all right. The, he, this is enough, the team yeah, I think Potter will pick. Yeah, we still don't know. I, I'm, I'm not Potter! convinced. Potter! <laughs> Potter, put down that. If you don't... If you don't I know. Yeah. If you don't do this throughout the season while we've got well throughout the entire Potter reign, I'll I will never speak to you again. Of, I want to hear at least one Potter. I've actually somebody did a, a compilation of all the portraits I played in the games and everything, and I hadn't realised I'd played so many different characters in it all the time. So, um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, I was um, and my favourite was Peeves, Peeves the Ghost, which is uh, <laughs> Potter. Where are you? <laughs> that one. I liked him. Um, but um, uh, I'm not convinced Aubameyang's going to be fit. I don't think he was fit during the week. I don't know why he played him. The way it was just a kind of, I better play him because we bought him. But he looked really off the pace. And uh, and I, I I don't think he'll play uh, for a bit. I think he needs to get up to a, a different level. So I think um, um, Fishface will play. Um, Fishface. Um, the Silky German. Yeah, Silky German. Okay, interesting. All right, Alex, your turn. <sighs> what do you, What do you think? Um. Uh, yeah, I would think he'd more likely to pick the um the guys that he knows. Uh, I think all the, the Brighton chat. I, I, it would be harsh to drop Chilwell though. He hasn't done anything to what. But then I guess neither is Kucherella. I don't know. I'm not. I'm ambivalent about this as well. I'm like, meh. I'm I'm extra ambivalent um about Loftus Cheek. I agree. I don't. I like him. I would love him to be amazing, but. If he's on the pitch for me, it's usually because someone else isn't available to be. <laughs> um, it doesn't inspire me with confidence, uh, but he is a lot better than I ever thought he was going to be after he wrecked his leg. Um, 
yeah, I'm ambivalent about this as well, okay. to be honest. No, fair enough. I, I just don't care as long as they win. Yeah, fair enough. Adam, uh, I know you chipped in a bit, but what do you think about that? Honestly, not a clue what he'll do at this point. Well, you know I don't. I mean, but I have to do this. <laughs> we do it. We have to speculate. Yeah. Give us something to talk about, you know. So, I think Chilwell isn't, you know, I, we remember Graham Potter also played Kukurea left centre-back. It was him who who introduced that. Do I think that's what he'd do for his first game? Probably not. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's Chilwell has to step out just because Kukurea and, and Potter work together at Brighton. Um yeah, Jorginho probably would start. Uh, he has that seniority as well. Um, and we know he is good at certain things um, and sort of directing play. Um, he was doing it against West Ham, even though he was on the subs bench and he was standing on the touchline and still telling players what to do, which was interesting. Maybe a future coach there. Um, Kovacic, yeah, I thought he was one of the few who could maybe say that they reached something close to their level against Zagreb. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly difficult. But it is a clean slate for everybody, as always, when a, a head coach changes. And maybe it will reinvigorate a player that we don't necessarily think about at the moment. Maybe it's will be, I don't know, someone like Pulisic, who, who we are waiting for a long time now to get back to the levels he showed in that season under Lampard. Uh, Ziyech, I mean... We bring him on if we want to laugh. <laughs> His performance in Zagreb was um... comical. It was comical, wasn't it? It was comically appalling. It was just bizarre. Yeah, bizarre is a good word. I th- uh, even if you worked on a self-checkout in Sainsbury's, it would be audacious to turn up to work so obviously not giving a shit about your job. Yeah. Never mind like the that. fact that he's on six figures a week. It felt... right? It felt very much like that, didn't it? I mean, you're right, Adam. We we don't have a Scooby what he's going to pick. It's it's. I mean, you know, I think he. Put, I mean, you know, I don't even know what system he's going to do, but I'm presuming it'll be three five two. I mean, I'm kind of happy with that because I I do I do think it works better for us when we've got three in midfield. But it it's that that balance between who's going to do defensive midfield duties and who's going to be doing kind of creative midfield duties, which is the key to this. And I don't think Jorginho really can do that he sits somewhere in between the two I don't think Kovacic could just play the defensive role although I'd have a bit more faith in him but I don't really think that's what he does Kante kind of does I think Loftus-Cheek I know you can't stand him but I, I mean I, I you know I, oh, I, I, hey, I, I know you do sorry I'm, I say I know JK can't stand him that's that's I how I can't stand yeah, him well, clearly clearly him. you can't stand him I don't want him to play you any. character assassinate anymore him. Well, well there we go you know I thought, look, I know I... it's personal JK clearly um, I would have him. I would have him in that deep role. The, the new midfielder that that, that hasn't played at all. He's the wild card in this. Yeah, he, he is more of a a genuine number six who will sit yeah. there and knock yeah. up and, and yeah. actually do a defensive role. He might come through in in training and he goes, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'll play him. Oh, there we go. The old. This is one of my favourite J.K. cliches. See, we don't see what's happening on the training pitch. So how do we know? He's actually right. He's dead right. Anyway, we'll find out sooner or later, probably at the Salzburg game, and then you'll just laugh at me for getting it completely wrong, and I won't mind, because I do it for a bit of fun. Right, uh, I think it's time to wrap this show up with this last topic, really, which something that's been intriguing me, Adam, actually. Because there's all this talk, talk partic- I, I'm, I have to say I'm a bit rankled by 
what I'm perceiving as subtle digs at Tuchel and the old regime that's coming out in the press, you know, their statements and stuff and, and uh, you know, a, a source close to the club said and all of that. Um, but there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, a, a long-term vision that we have and we want a collaborative culture that doesn't... Well, we want to... What is it that, that, they said something that really ground, ground my gears. Um, oh, I know, that's right. It was like something along... We've hired, we've hired Graham Potter because we think... Well, because we we want we want we want him involved to make the club e- you know even more successful or something like that a great success and I'm thinking well more successful than what more successful than twenty fucking trophies in the last twenty years you numb nuts I mean what are these people on for God's sake anyway there's this talk of a long term vision have we actually ever heard what this long term vision is apart from some wishy washy you know stuff about collaboration and club decisions you know will be being, do you know what? I'm, I'm I'm pissed off. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say here. Because I think they're ripping it all up and starting again. And as I said earlier on, Adam, there were some things in this club that weren't broken, like the fact that we win a lot of shit, you know, and we know how to win. Uh, and it just strikes me of being a bit nuts. And this whole idea of this collaborative approach—I mean, that's like managing by committee, which we all know ends up with a camel. But it it it. it 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 reminds me actually a bit like when when Brian Clough turned up at Leeds in '74, and he said, "Right, you can chuck all your medals in the bin because you've all been cheating." You know, it's a bit like that. Well, no, you've all, you've won twenty trophies, which is absolutely fantastic, but you won it won it the wrong way because you weren't all being nice to each other. So now we're going to try and win it a, nif- a different way by being nice to each other. I'm sorry, but that's a load of old horse shit. What we want is a club that wins shit. That's what we've been, you know, kind of imbued with with the last 20 years. But it's still nice to each other, though. Fuck that shit. You need hard bastards in there. If you want to win stuff, you need bastards. You need it. You need somebody in there to take responsibility, grab the bull by the horns and lead. Not cheek. Well, not cheek. No, not in that case. But you know what I mean? I mean, you know, Tuchel was a bastard. All he cared about was winning. And they said he's only in it for himself. Well, he may well have been. A lot of these elite managers are. That's what worries me about this, this kind of touchy-feely long-term vision. And they're expecting it to be successful. But I think they're going to find out. I mean, Roman did this too, didn't he? Roman came in and he wanted to play fantasy football, buy all these expensive players. And and he thought that what he was going to get was Real Madrid with Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick every week. Right? But he suddenly suddenly realised it doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes you've got to grind results out. Sometimes you have to win ugly. You know, sometimes you have to part the bus and hit them on the break and win one nil in the last minute and win a trophy. You know, if you want to win trophies. So I'm not quite sure what this lot want, Adam. I'm really not sure at all. <laughs> they do want to win. Um, it's kind of if it feels like a little bit like us as we have it as Chelsea fans always been conditioned into thinking that. You know, the most precious thing is the next six months, the next trophy. What comes after that, we'll deal with it then. I think that's what the ownership want to get away from. They want to be successful now, but they also want to ensure we're still successful in the years ahead. For all our recent success as a club, it's coming cup competitions. We haven't obviously challenged for the league in quite a long time. I think that's where they're looking at things almost um, 
probably a bit more carefully than than maybe we are who you know obviously we have won the champions league we have won the club world cup but as a league sort of challenging team we haven't been there for a while and that's despite spending an awful lot of money um in the last few years you know aside from this summer so i think there's a view to yes we we want to win at chelsea but there's a way of doing it where we can ensure that there isn't almost what's happened before you win a title you drop off for two or three seasons you come back you win another title they want to make sure that the club is in a position to challenge every single year they want to make sure that the squad is put together in a far smarter way which i don't think we can argue was always done well under you know especially over the last decade um they want to basically make sure that it's all sustainable and it's 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 not just cyclical. It's going to be for the long term. You can look what they've done with the LA Dodgers. They've made the LA Dodgers the sort of preeminent team in, in Major League Baseball on, on the West Coast. And they've done that by bringing in their own people, empowering those people, trusting those people um, and backing them. You know, they've made one managerial change uh, in with the LA Dodgers in, in almost a decade. Um so they do believe once they get the right people in place that they can they can devise uh they can set up a structure that leads to success. And yes, of course, Chelsea have enjoyed great success under Roman Abramovich, but the end game here is to ensure that Chelsea continue to win um and do it every single year, not just the the peaks and troughs we've maybe seen. Well, I I I mean, you know, you should Give up your day job, mate, and and go and do their PR for them. Because I I would actually I I'm buy I was buying into what you were saying honestly, and I am a bit crabby about what I've been reading, as you can obviously tell. But I, I would I, I would I would buy you what? I wanted a hug. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I'll give you one later. But I mean, You're I not from you, oh, from him. Oh well, thank you. But yeah. I, I I was buying into what you were saying, and I get that. I mean, in a sense, Adam, you know. I mean, this is the really weird thing. Take take us all back to when we hired Frank Lampard, and that's what we were all saying. We were all saying that, oh, it's time for a reset. We're not going to do it by throwing money at everybody anymore. We're going to bring through academy players, and then we'll wait. We'll wait the two, three, four years not winning anything, because the joy of winning it like that would be even better than just chucking loads of money at it and winning it like we had before. But the the thing about that was that you had you know you had Frank Lampard to stick that on. And that's that's kind of why I think we're all patient. I mean, I honestly think if they're trying to do it this way, and I mean, you know, I, I, if, alternatively, do it like they did with Klopp, you know, at, at Liverpool. I think that the similarities there is, uh, are, are there to be seen, apart from the fact Klopp had a much better reputation and experience coming into Liverpool, uh, certainly of winning stuff, than Graham Potter did. So, you know, that's what's jarring with me at the moment. However... I think in the final analysis, if they do it like this, it's going to take, I think, about three seasons, two to three seasons, and I think probably three, actually, to get back to where we were at the end of last season, which was, you know, on another day, if we, if, if Mendy hadn't had a brain fart, we'd still have had a crack at the Champions League. On another day, we don't miss two penalty shootouts or kicks, and we win the FA Cup and the Caribou Cup, and we were third behind a very, 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 very good City and Liverpool team. I think that we're going to go down before we can even get back to where we were. That's my worry. But do you think that they'll let that happen? Don't you think they'll just raid 
clubs for better players rather than let that happen. Well, then that, that that messes with well, I yeah, but I think I think yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is the honest answer? Smart. Sorry, Adam, go on. They'll, they'll definitely want to recruit smartly as they go forward. Um, they want to, you know, they. I think it's it's not a secret that these guys have invested a lot of money um, at, at younger players this summer as well, with an eye on the future. So they'll they'll want these guys to come through as well. Um, but I do think as long as um, as long as there is this feeling of the project, which is an awful football buzzword, but you know the project is is going in the right direction. The the people who are who they brought in are working well. I think there will be patience. I genuinely do think there will be patience if they feel they've got the right people. That's the most important thing. If they feel they've got the right people, if the belief in in what they're all doing is there, I do think there will be patience, and they'll give them that time to get things set up in a way that Chelsea will hopefully, and obviously this is a theory, be in place to challenge the likes of Man City and Liverpool like they haven't been for five years now. Um, and it may take a little bit of time to get there, and there may be a couple of mistakes made along the way. But the the, the plan is there. It's just whether or not it comes to fruition in, in the years ahead. And my, my worry, again, I go back to this, is that they're resting all of this very laudable plan bit Wayne's world isn't it really if you build it they will come but they're resting all of this plan on Graham Potter you know who's got a lot of potential who everybody thinks very highly of but you know has no track record of success whatsoever in tangible success the kind of success this club will want and the kind of success that we're used to that's a massive gamble in my opinion a massive gamble Alex what say you my love <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that sums it up really doesn't it worst mood possible for these conversations tonight i just yeah i'm like you know, feel... i've left you alone to, to to sit with your hangover you do i've been trying to be kind I... about that <laughs> I, yeah I, this is the problem i am hanging out on my ass tonight um i was so so drunk last night and it means that it, it looks even more bleak and depressing because i i just feel like and I'm going to say it, you know, because they're American as well. It's like, I look at them and I'm like, do you even know what football is about? Do you even, like, do you even get it? Like the, the new coach, is it Villa? The new coach makes fun of it, doesn't he? He's like, oh, no, you hear my accent that I'm American, but like this, this is fun. I'm going to show you that I do belong. Please. I just feel like these mad yanks have taken over um, and that they might actually be clinically insane and not know what they're doing. Yeah, um, and it's going to take a while for me to suspend that prejudice i think i am i'm in the same you and i have been absolutely of one tonight my dear we really have jk so it's more porterfield is it than uh than uh ancelotti <laughs> you know just but no, i can't help but be enthusiastic because it's like a you know it's like being nine again and um and I love you for it. And I wish I I wish I could do that. But I'm just a cynical old hag now. And I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. But at the same time, it's an adventure, isn't it? The whole thing's an adventure because we're just going to see it either falls apart and it's dreadful and he, he lasts two months and that's the and he's like David Moyes all over again or. Uh, or and then, yeah, yeah. Or they're forced to get in and they're forced to get in some 
some foreign guys won a few cups who is um, I mean, Sim- Simeone would have been a wonderful, wonderful manager to have got in. I have to say that would have been fucked everybody. Do you know, do you not so many think people though, now that well. we have just become every yeah. manager's retirement plan? Like you're Graham Potter, right? You've never managed an elite in inverted commas. Fifty million, fifty yeah, million. Yeah, but you're looking at it and you're going. Right, I go Chelsea. I'll blatantly only be there like a year before they sack me, but I'll leave with a pension. I'll have 10 million in my bank account to see us through for the rest of my life. We are a retirement plan for half-wit managers now. No, but he can't do that, can he? Because he's 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 got his own self-esteem and uh, and um, I hope he does. And no, his no, level no, level no, in Chelsea no, history. He's got he's got the best get out in 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 history. I mean, you know, he can say, look, you know. I, I took it on. I couldn't. I couldn't not take it on. It didn't work out. Shit happens. You know. He'll be fine. He'll rep. Like only how isn't it yeah. going from Bournemouth to Burnley yeah. and then yeah. failing miserably in yeah, a season? I mean, you know, he'll be fine. I mean, I very much with JK here. To be fair, you do what? This I, I'm fascinated by Chelsea hiring a guy who decided to go to the Swedish fourth tier yeah. and took this club from the fourth tier to the third tier, third tier to second tier, second tier to the first tier, all the way to the Europa League. But and then Adam, he could, you know, my joke about Brian Clough, maybe he is Brian Clough reincarnated, in which case, whoop-de-doo, you know, I could be wrong. But he had the ability to just to, to make players who were, uh, he was a chairman's dream. He could make everybody who was awful into fantastic yeah. players and buy players who were supposedly past it. You know, he turned John Robertson into a kind of, who'd been a, yeah. a, a journey, journeyman winger into one of the best players in yeah. Europe. It, it, it was so, so um, yeah, you always hope that they can make they can they you know they put it in the crucible and they make they make base metal into gold but um at the same time yeah, yeah he, his his pedigree is excellent isn't it there's a positive adam yeah, it's, it's, pure it's, yeah yeah it's phenomenal and um and yet he's not won anything no it might be it might be that he is a fantastic um um, um what's the word uh, when you put somebody in a job um um um, you've, you've, they've, they've got him in there. He's a fantastic purchase. That's the wrong word. I no, no, they did purchase him. I mean, there is, a, did, there is an did. alternative. He's... There's an alternative view to this. You know, the my yeah. my clear, appointment. Clear... That's the word. Oh, I was looking appointment. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an alternative view to my clear cynicism. God, I'm getting old, Adam. There's an alternative <laughs> view, and that is actually something that you. Okay, I might make you all sick by saying this, so I apologise in advance. I've actually been quite impressed with what Mikel Arteta's done at Arsenal, where they've had a, they had a massive problem. And talk about uh, you know culture change, you know they had Wenger stuck there for years and years and years. They were so embedded in that culture, and then he goes, and of course it all it all crumbles like they do. And he came in with again you know a good pedigree. He had been Pep's assistant. Pep thought he was rather good. And he came in and he's changed that team around and a lot, you know, some good, good purchases. He's got rid of the players he didn't want and he's got some good youngsters, homegrown youngsters coming through. And OK, it's very early days this season, but they've and I know they've not played anybody, but I think I think there might be something going on there. And and the reason they've done it is because they've given him time. They said, oh, no, you're our man. You are what we want. You, you know, we, we like your vision of what you want to do with this team and we'll we'll stick with you. So even when they were a pile of dog shit last season, they stuck with him because they've seen something. So it may be 
that we find ourselves in the same boat. And I, I think that's what I, I, okay, I put a bit of a negative spin on it with my three seasons thing. But it may be that it takes one, two, well, two or three seasons for Potter to, to for, force his identity and his way of playing and his culture and his vision onto this team. You know, but maybe, maybe it will pay dividends in the way that Adam was suggesting, JK. Will they have the patience? Well, they're not Roman, are they? They're, they're the ones that are saying they're going to be patient. I think as uh, I think as long as they feel there's progress being made, I, I think I think they'll they'll give it time. Genuinely do. I, but then I, they're I, saying that, but then they want top four this season. <laughs> they like do they know what they want? They uh, do. They want top four. They definitely but, want. Uh, they definitely want top four, Adam. Because I did uh, say that I, I might be making it up. I would say from everything I I know that you know top four is is the aim. I don't think it's you know. I don't think if you don't get top four, you'll get sacked. I don't think it's that cut and dry. But, you know, the aim is top four courses. You know, Champions League football, the money that brings is important. Um, they don't want to be in the Europa League next year. No. But I, I say, I think as, as long as um, as long as long they feel, feel progress, they feel that they've got the right people, I do think they'll, they will be patient and, and, maybe, and maybe things aren't deal breakers and maybe necessarily the way they were before. Um, but this is all in theory at the moment isn't it basically you know you can get you can hear you can hear what you want you could talk to people around the club and and x y and z you can hear different things but it's only in time will everything actually become apparent of of the way they really want to do it yeah what i will say is i mean look i might might be being cynical and a bit negative but i mean look genuinely i genuinely wish graham potter all the luck in the world because He's Chelsea manager and I want him to do well because if he does well, we do well. We're all happy and I really do wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, the other thing I would say, it's actually really lovely to have, I mean, not that it really makes any difference per se, but it is lovely to have an English manager of an English club. Uh, I mean, I know we had that with Frank, so it's not, not necessarily that new for us, but it is nice that we've got, got an English guy in charge of us. I, I quite Jeff like Hurst. We had Jeff Hurst. Yeah, God almighty. That, that has almost brought a lump to my throat in a very bad way uh yeah but it is it's good good to see him get a chance and we'll see but i i I just you know i've got my doubts at the moment but uh, i i wait to be pleasantly surprised um right last words from all of you on on the whole shebang tuchel going potter arriving where you're at jk oh i wish him all the best i wish him well i look forward um like a a school kid to uh what formations and what players he's going to choose, and uh, and I secretly wish that some players emerge um, that we we don't know anything about, like the, some of the youth, and play all season so they can be our champions. And um, uh, and I want us to play exhilarating football and score goals above all. I'd like a Bamiyang to suddenly come out of his shell and be revealed as the uh, um, a great striker who has a lot to prove because he's come in saying. He's got he's got uh, things to finish off in the Premier League, which I think he wants to therefore in um, put two fingers up at Arsenal. Um, to win something, you mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. That'd be perfect. He has to win something. So, um, um, but I'm quite prepared for it to all end in tears, and uh, because that's what happens. See, Gus Hiddink arrive in about February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed by um, Avram Grant. Yeah. That, no, not Avram Grant. <laughs> not not him. Uh, Alex, what about you? 
I feel like I've been a complete miserable cow tonight and that I need to end by saying I do wish Graham Potter all the very best when he does start working. Um, and I hope he proves me wrong and turns me into a massive fat hypocrite who falls in love with him uh, and his amazing football. And um, we should wear mortarboards and gowns. And jaded. Jaded. Or wear, right wear griffin scarves. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yes, Gryffindor. All, all turn up with wands. Yes, that. But I love that. Expelliarmus or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him something. He's given us huge comedy uh, opportunity here with Potter. You know, it's just you know, I can't. Doing a show like we do twice a week, I have to say already thank you for that. So there you go, Adam. Final uh, sum up for you. Tuckle going disappointing. Potter coming in intriguing. No football this weekend, annoying. But at least I can actually have a rest. Yeah, absolutely. When you, you Adam, you, you, you of all people deserve a rest, my friend. I have to say. So there you go. Um, you know what? What? What do they say? Uh, expect the worst and hope for the best. Or is it prepare for the worst and hope for the best? Something like that. So I think that's where we're all at. But I do genuinely wish Potter. Uh, you know, huge luck and uh, and success because, as I said, if he's successful, we're all happy. It's that simple. But it might take some time, I think. So we're going to have to have our patient pants on. Not those kind of patient pants, JK. Different kind of patient I'm pants. I'm wearing a pair of those already. Yes, I know. That's what I thought, you know. So there we go. Right. Uh, I'm going to say thank you to the lovely uh, Alex Churchill. Love you. For her hat-trick of appearances. It's been brilliant having you on so regularly again. I've really enjoyed that. You're no, good, you know. Not. You're a good girl. You're a good girl. She's good, isn't she? She's good. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Adam, as always, it's just pure delight having you on the show, sharing your insight with us, as I said earlier on. So thank you very much for, uh, uh, you know, uh, delivering your Friday evening into our plate. It was very gratefully received. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on, as always. Lovely Great. stuff. And as for you, you old tart, always lovely to see you on a Freedy Neat. I'm a reprobate. You I apologise. You are. Very good, fun program. Very good, well, really we, on, yeah. on the money. Yeah. Great, Adam. Great stuff. Yeah. Great, great. Love, it. love it. Really great. Good. You've not been bad, Chidge. Oh, know. thank you. Really, you nearly made me choke to death halfway through, you bugger. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, it's good to see you, mate. As always, as always, 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 always. Now, intrigued to see what we're going to do on Monday. Well, that's what I was about to say. We will be back, as J.K. said, on Monday for the main Chelsea fan cast show. It's going to be me, J.K., and Mark Meehan. And it is scheduled to be seven o'clock, but on the basis we, if we can think of something to talk about, it'll be a preview show, doesn't it? Oh, we could. Yeah, we've got Salzburg to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clever man. Do you want to come on it? No, we got Mark on. Don't be cheeky. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's no. I guess you know I could make it a preview show, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Preview yeah, show. perfect. Ah, yeah, Adam, you're a genius. I was thinking, shit, a brick. What am I going to do for? To our yeah, bloody Monday show. Oh, preview show. Oh, yeah. you're both geniuses. This is why I have you on the show. Thank you uh, for rescuing me. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a preview show with me, JK, and Mark. We might even get Adam to come and talk to us for half an hour on Monday. Maybe. I'll check Maybe. my diary. Okay. You can talk to your agent and get back to me. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, brilliant. Well, I'm not. I'm now looking forward to it, whereas I was looking looking at it with trepidation a few minutes ago. That's brilliant. Um, you've all been fantastic, you lot. The Mixler people, too. Always lovely to see you in there. Uh, sorry, I've been reading what you've been saying, uh, but uh, not typing because it's difficult for me to do two things at the same time. But it's great to see you, nevertheless. Right. Um, we'll be back on Monday, as I said. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 